I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and this is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. From the time we're young, we're taught to protect ourselves from nature. Sprays to keep off the bugs, oils to block the harmful rays, poisonous cleaners to stave off the offending bacteria shacked up in the bathroom. Nature is a savage place, we're shown on cable TV documentaries, where malefic killer diseases lurk and there are microbe enemies in pigs and birds. It's so common to hear this that we could be forgiven for not questioning the accuracy of this view. You see, it was a scientific coup d'etat back in the early 1900s that launched us on the path to seeing all our health problems as coming from the microbes invading us from nature. That was Pasteur's proposal. The germ theory was born, and the burgeoning pharmaceutical industry, led by Rockefeller and Carnegie, had found its scientific forefather, and its tool for bludgeoning contradictory perspectives senseless. Within a very short time, medical education and clinical practice was firmly on the path of seeing our problems in germs and making billions with medications to protect us from them. Explaining illness and epidemics energetically today on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Well, today the propaganda machine spreading Pasteur's germ theory is large and powerful. The pharma lobby in Washington is the largest by a long way, so the propaganda is relentless. As I said in my opening, we can be forgiven for believing the medical swindle here. Modern medicine has been usurped by the huge medical research foundations of Carnegie and Rockefeller and people like that. They saw in Pasteur's theory a way to influence medicine by granting their abundant research money only to schools who followed Pasteur's ideas. With that enormous boost up, the pharmaceutical industry took off, leading to the astronomical profits of today, a situation so out of balance that the statistics can shock us. As Dr. Marcia Angel, former editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, describes in her book, The Truth About Drug Companies, the pharma companies on the Fortune 500 regularly out-profit the other companies on that list by a wide margin. So it's a lucrative stream for the likes of Rockefeller, whose family dominates the medical industry today in North America. But disease doesn't come from outside us at all, from germs and viruses and fungi. Disease is an interior condition. Something goes wrong inside us, as Pasteur's nemesis, Antoine Béchamp, proved beautifully in the late 1800s. Béchamp was the greatest medical personality of his day, but his contradictory theories didn't stop Carnegie and Rockefeller. Why let a cogent scientific study get in the way of them making money, after all? They buried Béchamp and championed Pasteur, and the results are here for all of us to see. Massive profits in pharmaceuticals, everyone from kids to grannies taking them, and medically caused disease ranking as one of the biggest killers of people in the Western world. By the way, if you're interested in reading a fascinating book about this early exploration of the world of microbes and the two completely opposing points of view of Pasteur and Béchamp, check out E. Douglas Hume's book, Béchamp or Pasteur, A Lost Chapter in the History of Biology. This great journalist does not come down on Pasteur's side. Meanwhile, not aware of Béchamp's pioneering discoveries, a Brazilian psychoanalyst has been working for over 50 years to discover the origin of human illness and reaching similar conclusions to the great French scientist Béchamp. Actually, more complete conclusions than Béchamp, to tell the truth. His name is Norberto Kepi, and his science forms the basis 
of our Thinking with Somebody Else's Head program. And what has Kepi discovered? Well, we're not really victims of external attacks at all, but are prone to weakening of our immune systems through various attitudinal, behavioral quirks and difficulties. Kepi talks a lot about imbalance, about how we make ourselves sick through negative or destructive emotions that are poorly conscientized or resolved. He's fond of talking about energy, and by this he doesn't mean the strength to get up early and do a full day's work. Well, he means that too, of course, but he talks about energy in a rather large way, of attributing it to the divine power in the universe, and asserts that it is this essential energy that is responsible for all creation we see around us. When we come back on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head, Dr. Claudia Bernhard-Pacheco will join us briefly to talk about Kepi's views on energetic illness and how distortions or imbalances there can cause health problems. All that coming up when Thinking with Somebody Else's Head returns in just a moment. The sickest people want others to be the way they idealize them. Norberto Kepi. Disinverting the human being and society. This is the Stop Radio Network. We live our lives based on opinions we seldom question. They come to us from family and education, from politics and protest, from TV shows and talk radio. Our worldview is mostly formed from other people's ideas. And whether we know it or not, we are thinking with somebody else's head. But what if what we believe is limited, incomplete, or just plain wrong? It's a sobering thought, and one which has an enormous impact on how we see the world and how we live our lives. Thinking with Somebody Else's Head is a radio program that offers a clear and scientific view of what's really going on. The program is based on the landmark work of psychoanalyst and social scientist Dr. Norberto Kepi to provide us with the expansive philosophical, theological, and scientific overview we need to question, define, and explain the human experience. Join host Richard Lloyd-Jones and explore the concepts we take for granted to discover if you are thinking with somebody else's head. I remember a client, she has an ear problem, the syndrome, when the person starts to get deaf. A landmark psychological science that helps us understand physical disease. But with analysis, the syndrome stopped developing. And helps solve it without drugs or surgery. The doctors told her, now you are a healthy person. Take back your normal life. Healing Through Consciousness by Claudia Bernhard Pacheco is a profound book loaded with case studies that explain the root cause of our health problems. And this morning, she woke up with a heavy heart, as if she was expecting something different from the doctor. And what we can do to really solve them, not just take away the symptoms. So the most difficult aspect is for her to even suspect that she has an inner life that she's not aware of. Claudia Bernhard Pacheco's Healing Through Consciousness, the revolutionary scientific method that treats both mental and physical illness through dialogue alone, making clinical treatment, medicines, and hospitalization unnecessary. Buy Healing Through Consciousness today in the bookstore at stop.org.br. You're listening to the most relevant conversations on the planet about how to stop destroying ourselves and the world. This is the Stop Radio Network. Thinking with somebody else's head is on the Stop Radio Network. 
I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and Claudia Bernhardt Pacheco is with us today. Uh, Dr. Pacheco has been uh, working with Dr. Kepi in psychosomatic medicine. Wow, over 30 years, I imagine, something like this. And uh, in fact, wrote a very influential and incredible book on psychosomatic medicine called Healing Through Consciousness. That site, uh, or that book is available on our site at uh, healingthroughconsciousness.com in the bookstore there. Today, Claudia discusses Kepi's views on energetic illness and how distortions or imbalances there can cause health problems and even natural disasters. Claudia? Even hurricanes are a result of an imbalance because of energetic changes because of the environment. So these changes, if they bring an imbalance, so we can see lightnings, thunderstorms, tornadoes. Even a fever in the body is this. Yes, earthquakes. Mm -hmm. It's a a way to bring back balance. So this client said, it's very difficult for me to see the goodness in bacteria. And then I told her, this is because you do not uh, still understand or grasp the concept of inner vibration of the beings. So what makes a person or a thing be a thing is its vibration, the intensity of vibration. So if if we lower down or if the cell for any reason lowers down the vibration and this reason in the human beings are mostly connected to our emotions, to our negative emotions and thoughts. So if we lower down our inner vibration, so we go also down in our, the functioning of the cell changes. We start producing free radicals because they are like lost. It's, they should have their, their pair, but they don't have yeah. any more. They separate away from Because the, they uh, are like lost. They, they are just one, and they look for another one. So it's missing. Energy is missing inside ourselves. So this lowering down of vibration and energy brings the free radicals, for instance. And I told her, uh, and she said, but when we are sick and we get closer to a sick person, doesn't this contact transmit some kind of infection? So I told her, only if our tissues are prone to vibrate in the same level of that sick tissue. Yeah, I remember Dr. Kepi talking in the New Physics about how, or maybe one of his TV programs, we get sick when our immune system loses force. He described it exactly. When we don't capture the amount of energy we need to stay healthy, and so our body then kind of falls into a sick state. And also to explain it better for people who understand about physiology and, and medical concepts, when they speak about immunological system, they speak about specific cells of the body, like T cells, K cells, and uh, white blood cells. No? So, but this is not the way we 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 see our immune system in trilogy. Our immune system is more than that. It's a system that works uh, like having energetic fields of protection as well, and this is something that normally 
The physicians don't know, and even bio- biologists don't know, physiologists don't know. But a few scientists that are studying and researching on energy and energy in the body, they understand. Now, going back to that, I told her, if this would be so, why an apple, a rotten apple, doesn't make a banana or another another thing rotten if they get to it or why do why why if you hold a, a rotten b- uh, apple your your hand doesn't get rotten, get rotten. Yeah. but if you put it at, at the side of another apple the tendency will to that the other apple will get rotten faster because it needs a kind of resonance it needs a resonance and it's like the pendulum experiment uh And I I think we should have uh, this ready in our sites, Richard, when we, we want to clarify to our listeners so they would have easy access to our sites and, and see yeah. Pendula working yeah. in order to understand it better. Yeah. There's also the example of uh, doctors and nurses who work mm-hmm. in the hospital among all those germs and don't get sick. Yeah. In fact, it was Florence Nightingale, Dr. Roberto Giraldo talks about her all the time. When she was serving uh, uh, soldiers in the Crimean War, she was perceiving that she was working with these very sick guys all the time who were developing gangrene and all sorts of things, and she didn't get anything. So, so if the mentality is different, if the philosophy is different, the uh, organism follows and helps Now, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to um, also, I, I might add, anybody mm-hmm. who is very sick tends to have a certain mentality that, they, that goes with the illness. Now, this mm-hmm. is very, as we say in English, politically incorrect. Yeah. But if I may, I'll give a personal example. So some time ago, I was diagnosed with a, a serious autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. And I was, um, you know, I consider myself cured or having had a tremendous benefit from this work that I've done through Analytical Trilogy. When I was sick I, uh, and having the symptoms, I met other people that were suffering from the same disease online. They had their forums and things like that. Support my, groups, my, right? su- yeah, yeah, support groups. <laughs> so my tendency would have been to go, people, I found this amazing thing that can cure this illness, this psychotherapy that can cure this illness. And I perceived that they didn't want it, mm-hmm. that they were getting a lot of benefit They saw um, being, and they were almost militant mm-hmm. in sticking with their disease, getting mm-hmm. deriving some sort of benefit from this illness. But you know, Susan, being poor is the same thing. Yeah. Stay in poverty for many, many, many generations. Oh, yeah. This is a, a psychological, mostly a psychological problem, not mm-hmm. social. So we t- have the tendency to see poor people, poor classes as victims. Mm-hmm. But it's a choice, also a choice. In present world society, this is a choice. So you feel like uncomfortable to say this. But this is the yeah. truth. They feel somehow entitled. It is a philosophy of life. Yeah. And it's a very self-destructive one. Very self-destructive one. Because if they didn't want to, like Africa... So rich country, mm-hmm. so many mines of gold and diamonds and all this richness in the country. And they keep being poor yeah, and, they and keep... poor and poor. So it's, a, it's an inversion inside of themselves in their 
philosophy of life which is very upside down could have, have been different for many centuries and, and of course we have this collective um, philosophy of life too like you see in India where they yeah. they're born in in certain groups Cass, right yeah, castes yeah, right and you yeah. can never you can never get out of that caste that's your karma from a previous life and your so they, it's, that's ingrained right within the social system, and all the people go along with that without even trying to make any change to that. And at most all. of the the resonance we have with a disease, it's unconscious. It's a way of being, a way of thinking, a way of feeling the world, which is very similar. So if you pay more attention to those people who have this MS kind of disease. You could maybe find some traces, some lines of attitude and thought and patterns. Uh, That are similar. That are similar. Uh, Have you noticed that if there is any tendency in socioeconomic terms, are they in a similar level than you are or not? Because the values could be similar. Yeah. Well, they tend to be of a higher socioeconomic. That's what I thought, but I didn't want to guess. Yeah, it's true. And there is also a component of, I told you so. Yes. So this is so amazing. It's It's so amazing, but it's so beautiful. It's a universe to be studied. Yeah. Some people say when uh, Western or civilized, so-called civilized peoples get to in contact with Indians, they get the diseases that the that they have they never had before. The Indians get the it. The Indians yeah. get it. So this can feed this idea of Pasteur that there is a contamination. We bring viruses to them, we bring bring bacteria to them, but we never say that we bring a vibration to them. An energetic vibration. An energetic vibration that in contact with them might uh, resonate in them and create these diseases. Could be mentality, could be teachings, could be even non-spoken energies. When you meet a person, you feel an energetic uh, thing, like an energetic personality, an energetic ID. Mm -hmm. You cannot describe this in words, but you feel that. And you have sometimes uh, an affinity or not. You can find that person unpleasant or a rejection, antipathy. Yeah, say? antipathy, yes. Or you can have an affinity, but the vibration is absolutely there. And you can, you, you, you have in your, the memory in your cells and in your brain about the vibration of your mother, the vibration of your father, the vibration of your country. So when you come to Brazil, you feel a totally different environment, like vibration is totally different. And this is a complexity mm-hmm. of habits, philosophy of life, values, uh, nature, uh, people. It's incredible. Arts, spirit. So the spirit we could name as the closest thing, as an explanation of what a vibration is. A spirit of a country, a spirit, a soul of a country, a soul of a nation, of a people or so. The vibrational difference between countries. Well, none of this is to suggest incompatible differences, by the way. To the contrary, these differences are shades of the same source, making us all the same in essence, 
with subtle but distinct nuances in our expression. Man, how cool is that? That is our program for this time. We're on the Stop Radio Network. Our program is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head, and I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. Love to hear from you about our program, so please do get in touch. Jones at stop.org.br. Until next time. From the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil, this is the Stop Radio Network. I remember the book Glorification that Dr. Kepi wrote. I was with him many of the nights or days where he got those inspirations from God, and it was a necessity for him to write what he received. So the book was totally written under inspiration. But it's not only a theological book, it's mostly a scientific book, very therapeutic book, very beautiful, by the way. And he used to wake up during the night, two, three in the morning, and he said, let's go to the top of the mountain. And we were watching the sky in this dark night with no interference, so you could transcend the sky and see heaven through it. Oh my God, you could adapt the writings that he did with the music of Beethoven. And this would be a trilogy of his writings and the music. It would be heaven. Norberto Kepi's Glorification, available in the bookstore at stop.org.br. We can tell how unbalanced a person is by how much they idealize. Norberto Kepi. Disinverting the human being and society. This is the Stop Radio Network.